0: This month, we've been going through a series on fascia and how this untalked-about connective tissue in the body can massively impact gut health. Fascia is the key structure I work with in our clinic at Better Belly Therapies using craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation, and it's the other half of the work we do at Better Belly Therapies alongside our functional lab testing in our foundations program. On today's episode, you are going to hear about Sydney, a real client in my clinic who recently worked with me for three months doing both craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation and functional lab testing to completely reverse her gut health troubles. When I met Sydney, she was struggling with chronic gastric pain, constipation and diarrhea, bloating, fatigue, and waking up in the middle of the night constantly. She was on a restricted diet, which was recommended by her doctor, but it wasn't getting her results and nothing else she tried was healing her gut. As a grad student and PhD candidate, Sydney needed her body to be at top performance to focus on her studies and research, but no matter what she did, she wasn't getting better. Q entrance to Better Belly Therapies. In my office, we did a physical evaluation as well as use the same evaluative methods I use with my virtual clients and determined that Sydney needed both hands-on therapy of visceral manipulation and craniosacral therapy, along with functional lab testing to address the root cause of her gut health problems. Using these methods, in just three months, Sydney now has no constipation and diarrhea, no stomach pain, and she's now regularly sleeping through the night. If you want to learn more about fascia and what we're talking about here with craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation, check out our Fascia 101 episode 90 to learn more about what fascia is, why you should care about it, how you can know if your fascia is impacting your gut health, and if so, what you can do about it. But for now, let's jump into Sydney's story. Awesome. Well, guys, I am so excited today to be welcoming onto the podcast, my client, Sydney, Sydney is a client of mine who's worked with me both in our foundations program, doing functional lab testing, as well as in office, getting visceral manipulation and craniosacral therapy. I love it whenever we get clients who are able to do both. So she is local to us and Sydney has recently finished her work and her period of working with us. And she was willing to share her story on the podcast. So Sydney, thank you so much for coming on to the Better Belly podcast. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So, Sydney, I would love to start with our first question, which is just orienting us when you started working with us, or kind of before you even started working with us at Better Belly Therapies, what was going on in your health? So, um, I have dealt with basically
1: chronic uh, constipation. I would say, like any form of abdominal discomfort, whether it be just stomach pain after eating or, um, bloating and gas after eating, um, and had, you know, talked to doctors about it, but was basically just told that I have IBS and would have to alleviate symptoms with diets and, um, had tried diets, but, uh, nothing was really
0: permanently helping. Yes. Um, and you just named several symptoms here, but, um, were any of these, were any of these, your top five symptoms or is there anything that you didn't list just now that was also a top five symptom for you of like, uh, the, the, the five things that were aggravating you the most. Yeah. So I definitely the, the bloating, the
1: constipation and the pain were bad, but other things that were kind of newer to me was like, um, fatigue. I felt like I was tired in the afternoons more often than, when I was younger and I started waking up in the middle of the night, like two, three AM, which had never happened to me before. I was such a good sleeper. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so it was just weird things popping up that I was like, this, this doesn't feel right.
0: Right. And, uh, do you mind sharing with the listeners what stage of life you're in right now? I feel like sleep is really important. I mean, it's always important, but I'm (laughs) I'm especially thinking of your stage of life. What are you going through right now?
1: Yeah, I am a fifth year graduate student in a PhD program. And so I am, uh, yeah, I need the sleep to be able to function throughout the day. I've got my, you know, a lot of brain power going and when I'm tired, it just, it makes everything more
0: challenging. Yes. So I, yeah, when you showed up to our office, I was like, girl, we, we got to help you. You yeah. you like, this is, it's like, it's, it's a fight uphill to finish a, you know, master's degree, yeah. PhD candidacy already. And then I'm like, and then you're in pain and sleep deprived. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was just like, I, I wanted so badly for the, you know, final push to be, I don't know, not
0: racked with health issues as well. Right. And you mean by final push that kind of last finishing up your dissertation and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which you are in right now. Would you say that you hit that goal? I would say so. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Perfect. I love it. It's like a happy ending, but we're not even there yet. And actually what I want to ask before we kind of get some more of the happier stuff is what had you tried? So it sounds like you, you had talked to doctors, you tried diet. Was there anything else that you had tried prior to starting this?
1: Um, not, not much beyond different diets. Um, I tried the specific carbohydrate diet and that one was the only one that, kind of helps, but the second I would eat something that was, you know, off the diet, I had my symptoms come back. Uh, and that one, you know, my mom and sister had also tried it and they said, yeah, just do it for a couple months and then you'll be good. But I did it for almost
0: six months. And I still, after the fact was having symptoms. Are you talking about when you said specific carbohydrate, are you talking about the low FODMAP? it's
1: yeah I think it's very similar there might be a couple changes but I'm I'm pretty sure it's it's pretty similar it's like no grains low sugar that sort of thing
0: okay okay interesting um I don't think I knew that I had in my mind maybe that you'd done the low FODMAP but Um, I knew that you had already tried extensively controlling your, your symptoms with diet. And really the big thing at better belly on the better belly podcast, as well as in our office is that food is not the enemy. Like some foods, yes, you'll find out, okay, that might be a permanent thing. But a lot of times when you're just like more and more and more and more and more foods are, are like hurting you. And then also, um, being on these restricted diets where the diets, you know, literally the purpose of it is to quote unquote heal you. And then it's not, Mm -hmm. it's a hundred percent pointing to the fact that there's a different root cause. Right. So you came into our office and I was like, let's do some testing. (laughs) (laughs) How was that for you? When, 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 when I was initially suggested that, I don't know, had you listened to the podcast Were you prepped at all for that? Um, I, had
1: listened to a few things, but not, not really prepped. I was excited though, because I, as a scientist, um, I like having like concrete answers, whereas, you know, you can make guesses based on symptoms, but if you have actual data to base decisions off of, I feel like that is uh, a great place to start.
0: So I was excited, nervous and excited. Mm, that's good. Can you share with our listeners or are you willing to share what type of scientist you are?
1: Yeah, I am a chemical biologist. I, uh, which is the study of biology using chemical tools. Um, my specific area of research is developing an assay or a way of detecting um, protein RNA interactions in cells
0: which is so cool. Um, and I, and I, when I, when I heard you say that come in, I was like, I'm going to throw all the science at you because (laughs) there's so much to science. I'm sure I probably, I knew you wouldn't know everything I would say, but I was like, but you will appreciate that there's a word for this and that there's like a concept behind it. Um, I can remember our first, uh, visceral manipulation appointment, just like throwing stuff at you. And I was like, I hope you appreciate this. You, you seem to, and I guess, um, you even said just now, yes, it made you very excited to get some real data.
1: I absolutely did enjoy it. It's so fun to hear the, like the physiology behind, you know, what is going on. And it made a lot of sense and it helped me make connections to, you know, other things that I was feeling in my body as well. Like what, like what type of things? Um, well, when we talked about the gut breath connection, that was a big moment for me because I, um, I had asthma growing up and, it was weirdly enough, kind of associated with eating gluten for me. And so I haven't been having what you'd call asthma attacks forever, but I've always felt somewhat limited in my lung capacity. And uh, when we were talking about, you know, how bloating uh, creates, or I guess it disturbs the correct balance of pressure in the chest versus in the stomach and uh, how that could affect breathing, how you know, maybe being, me being perpetually bloated was affecting the way that I was breathing during exercise or even just, you know, regularly. Um, and then when I started to feel it, a difference in my stomach and I felt a difference in my physical activity, I was like, this is incredible. And I don't know if I would have made that connection as quickly had we not been, you know, talking about all these different connections within the body.
0: Yes. Yeah. And that's one of the benefits of doing both functional lab testing and visceral manipulation and craniosacral therapy is we were able to work with some restrictions you really did have in your body, actually, particularly in your thorax, which uh, again, people who have history of asthma or any type of, you know, bronchitis, pneumonia, any type of upper respiratory illness, um, whether again, it's, you know, asthma, which isn't, quite like a infection, but it is like a difficulty that the body has to overcome or just a straight up infection that Mm -hmm. infections. And, and again, asthma really will then also cause the other, it can cause bloating itself, or it can cause GI um, pressure imbalances. So acid reflux and difficulty moving food through the GI tract. So who knows? Like maybe some of the GI stuff started when some of the asthma stuff started. And, but then you can also kind of rewind it and improve both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Um, and I'll, I'll do a quick shout out uh, to the podcast episode we have that we have called Cut Called the Gut Breath Connection. I believe it's episode 46. I um, might be like 47 or something like that, but we will put it in the show notes as well. So y'all listening can get a little bit more in depth of what Sydney is referring to. All right. So Sydney, what are your symptoms like now? I know we've kind of talked around you had chronic constipation, bloating, gas, pain, that fatigue, you weren't sleeping well, um, what to actually? I would be really interested. What take us on a journey? What What did it look like for you, healing wise, from day one of starting to work with us?
1: Yeah, from basically the first week, um, when the first kind of supplements that I was adding into my uh, program was the liver support, and I feel like even just that within the first week, I was feeling much less bloated. And uh, felt like I had a little bit more energy, and then going through the pathogen protocol, it was very obvious when my body was like, "Oh, yep, we're getting rid of things." And while that wasn't always comfortable, uh, it ended up like the end result has been fantastic. And I really do. I can. I feel like I can tolerate foods much better. Like even meals that maybe were more challenging for me to digest before I, um, I'm having a fine time eating, which is wonderful and exactly what I wanted. And, um, I don't exactly remember when it started, but after probably a month or so, I was able to sleep through the night again, much more easily. And, um, still, I don't, I don't wake up at the two, 3am mark (laughs) liver hour. <laughs> Which is wonderful. I feel much more rested, and I was noticing that at you know two three p.m. I wasn't feeling so tired, and I I felt like I didn't need an afternoon nap every day. <laughs> uh, I also think that after meals, just the not having to be afraid of being in pain after
0: meals was so great. Yeah. And I was about to say, I remember the first time you came into my office and I was like, whoa, we're making a difference. It might've been like the second or third appointment, just like enough time for you to really get rolling with your protocol. Like your eyes were just like, you were just (laughs) sitting up and looked so, so just alert. It was great. I was like, okay, we're making a difference. This is awesome. And the other thing that comes to mind is we have a podcast episode where I talk about like the sleep gut connection. It's not called that. (laughs) <laughs> can't call everything the blank gut connection. <laughs> so they're all connected, but there's a podcast episode. We'll put it in the show notes. It's called six secrets. Your sleep is telling you about your gut. And you're, you were basically, um, having firsthand experience of that gut hmm. sleep problem. Um, even though it probably didn't feel straight connected, you weren't like waking up. Sometimes people wake up and they do have gut pain and they're like, feels like my gut's waking me up but, uh, it was your liver and there's, there's other things going on there. Um, ah, so good. So yeah, you went through some hard times and that had to do with, uh, detoxing and die off and just the fact mm-hmm. that basically pathogens don't like dying. They they'll, they'll fight back a little bit. So there can be kind of a period of time where you're like, Oh, I do feel a little bit more. I don't know what your main symptoms were. Do you remember what your like die off symptoms were generally? My main die off symptom
1: was Uh, loose stool and like having to go more frequently which is funny after being constipated (laughs) yeah it was a big difference (laughs) and um there wasn't a ton of like actual pain and discomfort uh which I know can can happen but um there was maybe a week very early on where I had more headaches but that went away also very quickly
0: once things kind of settled Right. Right. Yes, exactly. So it's like this kind of temporary thing. It's, it's not because what you're doing is harming yourself. It's not because it's not working, um, but it's just very intentional and then it goes away. So, so good. What are your symptoms like generally now? I mean, is there anything, I don't, I, I mean, it sounds like you've already started to share with us, like you can eat meals. You're not afraid of meals. Is there anything else, um, that you haven't mentioned yet that, that is kind of part of your current life?
1: Um, I, I don't think so. I, the biggest thing has been, uh, being less afraid of, of eating and, uh, having more freedom to eat. It's like, it's really hard to have a restrictive diet, especially when you're traveling or if you're at school functions, there's often nothing to eat. And, um, and so being able to, you know, feel included in, in those types of meals has been really exciting again. And, uh, and having more energy is also very exciting. I, I feel like the, you know, darker circles under my eyes went away. I unfortunately have given myself them again from a couple sleepless nights,
0: um, (laughs) going out, but (laughs) I'm going to get back to it. (laughs) Right. But that was at least a choice. Not like, uh, yeah, I chose to go to bed and my body's like, wake up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's really
1: nice to to also not be afraid of being
0: tired in the morning because I can't sleep. Yes. ah, so good. Um, one question I have here and you might've already answered it, but I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to it. Was there anything in particular that made you want to work with us at Better Billy therapies, whether it's like how you found out about us or just like what, what our approach was like, or, Yeah. I don't know what it was. What was your experience like that made you say, yes, I'm going to, I want to work with these people.
1: Yeah. So I, um, was actually just searching for visceral manipulation in the area because I had seen someone that my mom went to in California. And, um, I mean, it was only when I was home visiting, so it was just one session, but even in that one session, I feel like there were parts of my gut that were, you know, Realigned and it helped things move more smoothly. And I felt like, uh, beyond like similar to how you need a chiropractor for your bones or whatever, I feel like my body, <laughs> my organs needed readjusting. And so, um, was excited to find someone doing visceral manipulation. And then when I found, I just Googled and found better bellies, I was like, this is perfect because not only is it you know, maybe like back pain or whatever might be happening. Um, It's a lot of my stomach. And um, I was really excited to work with people who wanted to find the root cause of, you know, gut health, because I am a very strong believer that, you know, our, our gut health is so important. And yes, it is what we eat, but also there's as a, a biologist as, you know, I know that there's things in there. (laughs) And, um, the, you know, the balance of what is in there is so important to how our bodies work. So I was excited to, to find someone who had
0: the same beliefs and actually did something about it. Yes. Beliefs and the tools and, like the knowledge, it all comes wrapped up. And and I say that not to like toot my own horn, but it's like what I was looking for when I was trying to get healthy. It's kind of a hard package to, to get, like, maybe they believe you, but they don't have the tool to like, or not believe you. Maybe someone's like in the same boat as you, as far as understanding the gap, but they don't have a tool for it, or they have a tool for it, but they don't have a good solution once they get data from that tool or whatever it is. And so kind of the, the combination is something that I've explicitly sought out because it's like, ah, oh, we need this. We need all of it. Um not just like, oh, your gut's important to you as like a theoretical or or general truth. So that's good. And I forgot that you'd already had visceral manipulation because of your um experience in California. So I love that. I mean, and and one one of the things that's interesting that I'll point out is that Some of our clients only need visceral manipulation. It kind of depends on what their, what their problem is, what their symptoms are, what their health history, that's how we use all of that to kind of look at what's going on. And you very much benefited. And I would say needed both. I think. Um, If you'd only done visceral manipulation, you would have been a little bit on a hamster wheel. And I probably said that to you of like, Hey, I know you came here for visceral manipulation. I'm going to tell you though, I highly recommend functional lab testing and, and adding in, you know, diet change supplements, whatever we, whatever needs to happen from the lab testing Um, but on top of that, the visceral manipulation, when I did your evaluation, I'm like, you do have restrictions in your thorax, like again, in your rib cage. Um, and, and it's, you're going to kind of benefit from getting both and you'll be really, really set up well by doing both. Um, and I think sometimes people. At least because because both are so familiar or new, like I've never heard of visceral manipulation, and I've also never heard of these functional lab tests. It can be a little overwhelming. Like I need both. Are you sure? Um, but would you say that you feel like both were helpful to you? Absolutely. I think that both. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't think I would have felt the same changes with one or the other. I think both was really necessary uh, to to feel better. Um, definitely the labs made a lot of sense and, you know, we made decisions based on those labs. And so that would not have happened without that. And, uh, I think being able to pinpoint locations in my body that were, you know, giving me issues and also, uh, learning what sort of exercises or small practices I could do on my own to help yes. improve things like that wouldn't have happened if we'd just done the labs.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I did give you some, some self-care that was really, um, I always get really excited about self-care because, um, it's subtle, like the, what we teach in with visceral stretching and visceral breathing in our office, it's, it's so subtle. It's, it's sort of like yoga. I don't know if you, if you can feel when I say it's sort of like yoga, but it's, it's totally different. Like how we really had you focus on different things in your body. Um, do you have anything you would add or share about the visceral breathing and visceral stretching? Like what it was like to learn those techniques or kind of any body awareness that you felt like, like growth that you went through with that?
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. One of the, the weirdest sensations for me was using muscles or, you know, doing things that didn't seem very challenging, but were actually quite complicated for my body to pick up on. For example, the neck plank, it Ah. was so simple, (laughs) but I feel like those muscles were so, uh, they were so weak or I don't know, or maybe just were so strained that I had such a hard time with that at the beginning. And then like building up that, ability was really interesting and exciting for me. And also just, you know, uh, what we do on, or what you have me do in a lot of the sessions is channel my breath to specific parts of my body. And it was interesting for me to see how, like what my natural state is. And I breathe a lot in my chest. I don't breathe a lot in my belly. And so practicing breathing, breathing into my belly and like stretching out that area and like allowing my breath to be more full is really interesting. And, and I think very helpful.
0: And also I, one, one of the things I love to point out with that breathing into the belly thing, cause we do hear that like breathe into your belly. Um, and I can't remember if this is a, this is something that you had experienced, but a lot of times clients like yourself who have restrictions and the diaphragm can't lift or drop fully they, they hate that instruction. They've been to some mm-hmm. breathing class or some yoga meditation or something. And, and they're like, I hate that, that when someone says breathe into my belly, cause it's, it's hard or it actually makes me feel maybe some people report my back feels tight after I do that. Yeah. Or, um, or I just, it, or I don't feel relaxed, which you're like, I'm here for relaxation <laughs> and that's a sign that you actually have a visceral restriction. So we would be able to do our visceral manipulation throughout most of that session and end it. And where you actually were having more productivity in your belly breathing, not just feeling frustrated. Cause that's, I don't want people to get the idea of like, I was just telling you to breathe into your belly. We were just like giving <laughs> yeah. you tools and like, so that you wouldn't feel so frustrated. It,
1: yeah. Yeah. And you can feel the change. Like as the session progressed, I was like, Oh, I can now actually send more breath to my belly. And it didn't feel as weird in other parts of my body. And Oh, what other parts of your body do you remember? It was often my back. Yes. I, I felt like I was always like pulling or putting tension in my back, my upper back when I was breathing into my belly, but then slowly that faded. And also just feeling like I had more capacity to, you know, send the breath down there. Yeah,
0: (laughs) no, that's, and what you're experiencing is when the diaphragm can't drop and you really try to try to push into the belly, then that air pressure instead of, because it can't go, because the diaphragm cannot drop for whatever the reason is, there's lots of options when it comes to the diaphragm, but it can't drop. It'll get pushed somewhere else. And so it might get pushed up to the top of the ribs. So you'll get upper shoulder tension might get pushed to the back you'll get upper back tension. It might get pushed to where the attachment of the diaphragm is, which it attaches to rib 11 and 12, which is like very much mid back. And then also the first and second lumbar vertebra, which is a little bit starting to head into the lower back. And so you can kind of see how, actually breathing problems and GI problems. And like you came with a GI, but you had all these other things and we're like, we're going to deal with all of it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's all connected. I had another, uh, call recently. We called it bonuses. These are, these were the bonus. You came in for the constipation and gas and bloating, and you got all these bonuses. (laughs) They're wonderful bonuses. So good. Well, um, what are some of the, and and I don't know, we, I feel like we're already covering this a little bit, but just want to ask in case anything else comes up for you, what are some of the biggest things you've learned about your body and your health since working with us?
1: Um, I would say that, uh, the biggest thing that I've learned is like, well, honestly, a big thing was actually trusting myself and, uh, being able to kind of believe what I'm feeling and know that what I am feeling like some weird change when something feels different, it actually is true. Not, um, just me, you know, making it up or whatever or being sensitive. Um, and that was really helpful to, uh, have someone validate that, you know, what I'm feeling is actually real. And, uh, there is often a solution to that and um, so that's that's a big thing that I think I learned and I'm still kind of learning as we go. And uh, I would say the breath thing is also, that was a huge learning um, for me from this process.
0: And I'm not sure. What else? <laughs> I mean, those are two great things. Uh, I mean, I love what you're saying. Just being able to trust yourself. I, I, I hear it a million times all, and and it always makes me sad and then excited, of course, as you see the transition. But when you're having chronic health problems that the conventional health system has tried to address and just hasn't, um, or, and then of course you have like family members, like you talked about your mom and sister saying, look, this thing worked for us. Why isn't it working for you? Um, Sometimes other people can suggest either implicitly or explicitly that you are, maybe you're just kind of making things up or like maybe, or sometimes they don't need to say anything at all. And you're trying to figure out logically, how am I in this place when everybody else said, X, Y, Z should work, this diet should work, this, you know, test should work, this antibiotic, whatever should work. deep breathing at the, my yoga meditation should work. (laughs) Um, and, and when you work with somebody who can validate you and then, and, and then explain it, not just validate, like pat you on the head and be like, yeah, you're right. Your life is rough. It's like, no, here, here's your problem. And, and you're, you're you're not crazy and you, and your body makes sense. You, you feel at peace with your body. You're like, oh my gosh, like Um, and then you can trust yourself a whole lot more Mm -hmm. and that takes a lot of like cognitive dissonance out of
1: just daily living. Yeah, it definitely relieves so much stress, like, you know, feeling like there's something broken or there's something, um, yeah, unfixable
0: about my body. And then having to pretend it's all okay while you do your deep RNA biology. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, one thing, <laughs> right. I one thing I remember asking you, and and I I don't know if there's like an update or or and I don't actually fully remember your response. But I remember a little bit of it, but could you tell our listeners what it was like for your family to watch you go through these changes? And I don't know if there's also maybe a coworker or boss or anybody else who kind of knew what you were going through, but I know your family was a part of that. Um, what did you get any feedback from them as you were going through this process? Either from what you were telling them or any changes they were observing in you.
1: Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that I was excited about and shared with them was like, I don't feel bloated after eating. I feel like I can eat more regularly now. Um, and they, uh, they were also very, they were very excited about that because it's been something that, you know, kind of, we all have struggled with for a while. Um, and so to be able to kind of kick that out the door was really exciting uh I have, remember also talking to another friend about this and um I was telling her I was like yeah I kind of feel uncomfortable and pain almost after every meal and she's like and I think <laughs> we we must have like eaten pizza or one something and she's like oh man I ate too much and I was like I don't feel great and she's like you don't you feel like this after every meal all the time. And I was like, yeah, kind of, I do. And I'm now very happy to report that I don't. And so that's
0: been really exciting. That's so good. Um, got two final questions for you. So one of them is, were you at all scared to begin working with us? And, and, you know, fear can be manifest in a couple of different ways. And, And if yes, like what, what was that scaredness or nervousness about,
1: Um, I think a lot of it came from, and I wasn't, you know, too afraid. I was, I was very excited to start. I was a little nervous, but a lot of the, I guess, fear and nerves would came from a hope, like finding a result. I was really scared. I would find a result that meant that there was something permanently wrong with me or Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, to find something scary. I have You know, a lot of family that have more like permanent chronic issues. And so I was like, what if we find something? What if I have some sort of I don't know, incurable disease because we can't find a solution, or because there aren't answers in my labs. Um, or maybe there are terrible answers in my labs, who knows? (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) It was, I guess, going into the unknown, which is not something I'm used to.
0: Um,
1: but I think I was,
0: yeah, I think that was the the biggest part of my fear. Okay. Yeah. And that's probably, there's probably, I'm trying to think there's maybe three top fears that we hear from people and that's one of them is what if my labs don't show anything? Uh, Thus far, we really don't get labs that just show nothing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The other thing, yeah, like what if my labs show something incurable? And I don't know how much we really dove into it. I know I, I can remember talking about you bringing up your family members and some just chronic illness in there. And I'm pretty sure that I had said something like, yeah, a lot of times chronic illness is actually you can actually get someone to go into remission with a chronic illness, Mm -hmm. but it does require more of a holistic approach, not just like we're going to give you a medication. Um, And I think I'd said basically what you're doing now is setting you up to to either delay or at least be able to hit, like really put into remission the opportunity for you to develop a, you know, autoimmune conditioner or whatever okay. it is. Um, these things that might be genetically predisposed to, but when you get rid of just the chronic inflammation and food sensitivities and leaky mm-hmm. gut and pathogens, um, you're kind of setting yourself up for that to not happen. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: And it definitely eased my, my fears and also helped it helped me feel proactive in my health and, yeah. you know, taking
0: a step to make sure that I stay. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. Right. You can't change your family member's actions, but you can change yourself. <laughs> yeah. So that's so good. Um, we have, we have never found, had someone just like take, do a bunch of labs with us, partly because we are picky. We're not just going to be like, oh yeah, we'll just do labs for anyone. Um, yeah. but really, it's kind of like, oh, nope, you're, you're right in our little, you know, focal area. We're going to find something because that's how this works. That's how science works. (laughs) (laughs) Would you say that? Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Your experience. Exactly how science works. (laughs) Right. You just had lost a little bit of faith in your body. You're like, but is that how my body works? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, our last question here today, Sydney. If you could share one thing to encourage a woman who is listening to this podcast right now regarding her health, what would it be?
1: Um, Similar to what we talked about earlier, I'd say it's so important to listen to your body and trust yourself and then surround yourself with people and help and resources that can um, help you achieve your goals, whether whatever health goals it is. Um, I, I feel like there's, there's so many people and, you know, things out there that are telling you there's a quick, easy fix, or, um, it's just this, you have to deal with it. And I think it's so important to find, uh, help that will actually identify the underlying cause, uh, rather than putting a bandaid on it. And, um, and support you through that process.
0: So good. So good. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for, again for coming on to the better belly podcast, sharing your story, um, being with us. Honestly, I think as you're like approaching, like literally the end of your program, you gave us some of your time today. Um, and it's just, it's so encouraging to re hear your story. And I know our listeners are going to be encouraged as well. Thank you so much. Awesome guys. Was that an awesome, amazing episode or what, I am so glad that Sydney was willing to jump onto the podcast and just share her story. She's also not the only one. She's one of our many, many clients who've been able to find the root cause of their gut health and just stop spinning their wheels. If you are local to us in Metro Detroit region and you want to be physically evaluated, you want to see if craniosacral therapy, visceral manipulation, and or functional lab testing are right for you to get you the results you want in your gut health, I would invite you to book a new client evaluation you can use the link in the show notes or go to betterbellytherapies.com slash book now and if you are a virtual client and you want to work with us we work with clients across the U.S. and Canada and you can apply for our foundations program waitlist today just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist or click the link in the show notes also, if you had a question that came up during today's episode, something that Sydney mentioned or I mentioned, if you have a question that you just feel like hasn't been talked about on the podcast, I would invite you to go to betterbellytherapies.com slash ask Allison. We have a super easy way for you to record your voice and send a quick question. You can do it anonymously. You can share your name and you may be featured on the Better Belly podcast and get your burning question answered directly directly from me. And in other news, if you love this episode, we have even more coming down the line. So subscribe so you never miss a beat. And if you thought of a friend while you were listening, as always, I just want to encourage you to take a screenshot and share it with that friend. I cannot count how many times when I tell someone I'm a gut health therapist, they say, "Oh, I know someone who needs you." So send that friend you thought of a love note to their gut and do us a favor and pass this podcast along to them. Other ways that you can Support us is by leaving a rating and review on our Apple iTunes podcast. We have a quick link in the show notes so you can access that super easily. And lastly, if you want to stay in the know and connect with us further, you can stay in the conversation by following us on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. I love connecting with our listeners, and it means so much if you drop by and said hi. And as a reminder, our motto. Miracles are immediate, but healing takes time. Catch you guys next week.